Hello, High Point. How are you tonight? Hopefully everyone is doing well. Please let me know if you guys are online. Of course, I have... Um, I really don't know how to turn on to watch the different things. So I'll just assume people are watching and I don't see the comments like I normally have. So, but we'll just keep going and hopefully you guys will get something out. But unfortunately, I can't see your comments to know what you're saying tonight. So, uh, Miss Jessica is recovering from a little surgery. So, um, we're trying to figure things out as we go. Uh, but we're in our fourth week of our thing called Win the Day. And we are talking about different habits to help us get started and help us to uh, start the year off and hopefully develop some um, habits for each and every day in little bite-sized compartments. And so hopefully this has been helpful for you. And so the third habit that we want to talk tonight is called eating the frog. Now that sounds kind of gross, but it dates back to Mark Twain. And he says, basically, if you've got a frog to eat during the day, uh, then you need to eat it during the morning. Eat it first thing, first rattle out, out of the box. And I love what Twain had to say that if you've got two frogs to eat, then eat the bigger one first. And so uh, the concept is the same, that sometimes we like to procrastinate a little bit and we like to put off stuff. So um, we've got to be able to say all right, each and every day, what's the most important thing that I need to do during this 24 hour period? And so if we look at and say, OK, I want to accomplish this today. What are some helpful ways of doing that? And so um, you can get through the rest of your day knowing, hey, I've at least ac accomplished that. And what psychologists have figured out is if we can um, actually accomplish our main thing first, the rest of the stuff falls in line. And so it's, it's going after that first frog that gets us rolling. All right. Um, and so one of the things that the author talked about is you just can't pray like it depends on God. You also have to work like it depends on you. And so I want us to start thinking about those things. We tend to have these grand things we'd love for God to do, which is great, but also it depends on us and our actions. So hopefully as we start living into this new year, we'll live into these bite-sized uh, portions of just one day at a time and this whole concept of doing the most important thing, making sure you accomplish that first and then allowing the rest of your day to, to go after that. All right. So doing the same action, the same way each morning helps to habitualize that or the habit tends to be something we can stack on, on top of that. And so the more we get into a habit where we're accomplishing some good things and doing it early, uh, then that helps us throughout the day. And so if we make it part of our habit to accomplish the most important things, 
then we get into a rhythm. Some people call it a rut. I call it a rhythm. It helps us to do that. And one of the things I thought was pretty interesting, an illustration that the author talked about, is how Steve Jobs, um, you know, bless his soul, uh, but Steve Jobs used to get up every, um, every morning and he would put on his blue jeans and his black turtleneck and then his Reebok tennis shoes. And so he was good to go and uh, he wore the same thing every day. And what he said is, if I have to get up and pick what I'm going to wear and figure that out, then that takes away mental energy from other decisions that I'll have to make throughout the day. And so it's one less decision he has to make. So sometimes when, when I come home at, uh, at lunch, I like to eat the same thing. So I eat peanut butter and jelly sandwich and a handful of Fritos and an apple, and it just works for me. And so I really don't get tired of it. Sometimes I'll switch out, um, you know, the jelly for honey, or I'll go between grape and strawberry, but it's just, it, it's a little lunch that I do. It works for me, get back up to the office and get stuff done. Uh, but it, what it does, when we have these habits and things that we do early on, it helps us buy back bandwidth that we need to use in other ways. All right. So we all know the benefits of routines for children. And if you've got young kids or grandkids and you know, sometimes they'll let you know if they're out of their rhythm and if they're not in their routine, it tends to throw them off. Well, what I found is that with adults, it is the exact same thing. So um, the more we can uh, habitualize our things and start tackling important stuff early and in doing this, it helps us to get more stuff done during that 24 hour period. All right. And one of the things that they talked about was DL Moody would get up at four o'clock in the morning for his Bible study. And he'd pull himself away from everyone else. Not that uh, he was going to be interacting with folks. But what he said is, if I'm going to get any study done, I've got to get up before the other folks get up. So um, I thought that that was a great idea, though I'm not much of a 4 a.m. guy. But the point is, he wanted to put the first things first. And so he developed a routine to ensure he was going to be able to go through and get his Bible study and his communion time with God in before everyone else woke up. And so that was accomplishing his biggest task for the day is connecting with God and then allowed the rest to take place. Okay, so what are some strategies that will help us develop some patterns that will accomplish more stuff throughout the day? And this may have to be a question that you tell me about next week when we got uh, access to the various uh, comments and stuff. Uh, but here's one of the questions that I want to ask you is, what are some ways that you habit stack? And what is, that, what is habit stacking? Well, it's the uh, idea to couple an activity that comes easy um, that's already established, like say, if you like to have coffee or tea in the morning, that's an enjoyable experience and something that you do on a regular basis. 
can you stack that with something that you're trying to do to get into a better routine? Uh, a habit that requires a little more discipline um, and something that you desire to introduce into your life. Well, if you can combine those things, that's fantastic. And so, you know, uh, for instance, when I get up in the morning and I shower, I, I have my prayer list. I don't want you to visualize that, but w when I'm showering, I know I'm going to be doing that. I run through my prayer list and I pray in the shower. And that's something that you can do. The author talked about doing his Bible study while he drank coffee. So uh, there are all kinds of ways that we can stack things on top of each other instead of saying, well, I never have time for Bible study or I never have time for prayer. Well, if you can put that on top of something that's already in your routine, it helps us to, um, to establish that rhythm. I know something that I've added this year is I, I love listening to talk radio, either on uh, political stuff or on sports stuff, you know, especially during the football season. But what I've found is, especially if I have a little bit longer commute um, and I'm going somewhere to use that time, either by listening to a religious podcast or um, there's you can type in on Spotify and stuff and you can listen to whole passages of scripture being read to you. And so I know I'm already in the car and I've got this commute time. Can I use that for study time or communing with God? Uh, my wife, Jill, has to get up uh, early in the morning to drive in to teach. And she likes watching the, the sun come up as she drives. And she either listens to a short sermon as she drives in. Um, there's a favorite guy that comes on in the morning that she listens to. Or um, she'll turn it over to the other station that has uh, Christian music. And so she sings and has a little worship experience. And she alternates between the guy with the uh, nine-minute sermons and then also uh, spending time in praise. And so she kind of has her own little church and her time with God before she goes in uh, to pour out her life for these kids. And believe me, she needs that time with God to get ready for that. So be thinking, and I'll ask you next week, what are some things that you habit stack? What are some things that maybe the old adage that uh, Mary Poppins had as a spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down? So what are some pleasurable things or things that you have established in your routine that you can stack or combine with something you'd like to do better? So uh, when I was a, a youth minister, um, a lot of teenagers said, well, I just don't have time for, you know, doing Bible study. And so I did, um, in our workroom, we had one of those Ellis presses um, that stamps out different images. And, you know, you've got leaves and you've got Santas, you've got uh, little boys and girls. I mean, there's all kinds of apples, stuff that you put on bulletin boards and stuff. And I noticed one day that it had one of those little cutouts for, that you put on a doorknob. And so I thought, perfect. And so I typed out um, devotionals for the kids to do on those little door hangers. And I said, hey, why don't you put this on the bathroom door? And so I called it throne time so they could spend time uh, with God while they're on the throne. 
And so that was something that was established part of the routine that you can add something on top of to get more things accomplished. Um, and this, believe, believe it or not, well, probably not the throne time, but um, this concept is actually biblical in that um, if you're a parent, you know, one of the main things that you're called to do is to instill faith in your kids. And listen to this familiar passage from uh, Deuteronomy chapter 6. Now, this is the commandment, the statutes and the judgments which the Lord your God has commanded me to teach you, that you might do them in the land where you are going over to possess it, so that you and your son, your grandson, might fear the Lord your God, keep all his statutes and his commandments which I commanded you all the days of your life, that, it, that your days may be prolonged. O Israel, you should listen and be careful to do it, that it may be well with you, that you might uh, multiply greatly, just as the Lord your God of your fathers has promised you in the land flowing with milk and honey. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our, is our God. The Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might, these words which I'm commanding you today should be on your heart. So you soak it in. So you, you got it in there. Your time with God. Now, he said, you shall teach them what you've learned each morning um, as you're getting ready for work or, or as you're driving in the car. Teach them diligently to your sons and daughters um, and, and shall talk of them as you sit in your house and you, when you walk by the way. And when you lie down, and when you rise up, so you should bind them on a sign on your hand and they should be on the, your forehead and write them on the doorpost of your house and your gates. So it's this idea of taking in what's of utmost importance on a regular basis. And then as you have opportunities with your children to make sure that you're instilling these things as you go along the the way and so um you know when you have meals making sure you carve out time uh to have not only prayer time thanking god for all that you have but also we use that time with with our kids to talk about things that are important because if we um don't do it at mealtime we've kind of got captive audience then man, it's, it's harder to sit down and to carve out time and everyone's scheduled to sit down and have those important conversations, excuse me, those conversations. Uh, when we travel with our family, um, we give people time to, uh, to chill out through music and stuff and to watch movies, but we'd also turn off all of our uh, media things and we would spend time um, having, uh, you know, important conversations with our kids and asking questions. And sometimes, um, you know, our son and daughter weren't really feeling it and that may last 15 minutes. But other times we had discussions that would last an hour and we get into some good conversations. So take advantage and it doesn't have to be individual things that happen, but just as you go and as you, you continue on. Um, 
but it, it's not just about starting your day right. And that is important that we get up in the morning and we eat that big frog uh, and we make sure that we put the most important stuff first. But it, it's also about continuing our spiritual energy throughout the day. And what do I mean by that? Uh, it's also about finishing the day right. Now, the only problem is, and sometimes I'm guilty of this as much as anyone, uh, sometimes we run out of spiritual gas through the, throughout the day. And so um, we may start off as Dr. Jekyll when we leave the house and we're full of coffee in the Lord, uh, but then we come home and we kind of resemble a little more Mr. Hyde. So why does that happen? Why do we change throughout the day? Why are we sometimes a little more short um, with our spouse or with our kids, our grandkids, uh, as you go out, go throughout the day? Well, I, I think sometimes it's about emotional fortitude that, you know, we have a little more resolve as we get started in the day, but through fatigue or overcommitment, Sometimes we end up draining our resources and sometimes, you know, we, we use up all of our grace and we use up all of our love and we use up all of our attention on people that we work with or people we encounter at different stores or are uh, responding to emails. And then when we get home at the end of the day with the people that we love the most, well, sometimes we don't have a whole lot left over for them. Well, how do we how do we change that? Um, I love the story of Daniel for this reason, uh, because Daniel always seemed to have enough reserves to get him through even the most difficult of circumstances and go through the hardest of trials, even when others were panicking around him. I, I love the story of uh, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego when they are fearing for their lives. Uh, they end up coming to Daniel and, and asking for advice on how to do some things. In uh, Daniel chapter 6, verses 10 through 11 says this. Now, when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, he went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened towards Jerusalem. Three times a day, he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to God, just as he had done before. Then these men went as a group and found Daniel praying, asking God for help. So in, in essence, what Daniel was doing is starting his day off right and ending his day, but also midway through the day, reconnecting with God. So most of us are pretty good about when we get up in the morning saying a prayer and then uh, as we're getting ready to go to sleep, thanking the Lord for things and, and kind of checking in with him and taking last request um, before we go to bed. So it's that what can we do midday, that third time of prayer that sometimes makes a difference. Um, you know, Dr. Pepper used to have the 10, 2, and 4. That was the recommended time to kind of, uh, right after lunch, boy, you need Dr. Pepper to get you going, and then maybe one more to help you finish out the day. 
I, I wonder if we could add in some more prayer time. And so what I've started doing um, is uh, when I leave the office and go home, I turn off the radio and I do one more prayer as I'm heading home for my routine. And so I'm stacking in my routine of getting out of the office, going home to eat my PB&J and, and Fritos and Apple to add in some prayer time midway through the day. And so that allows me to pray over things and concerns that I've heard and prayer requests during the morning, but also praying for a little more patience and stuff, uh, especially with technology um, like tonight um, to, to help me get through the rest of the day. And so uh, if we can add in that third prayer time, things become uh, a little more easy to do. Okay, so strategy number two, in, in addition to stacking habits, um, strategy number two is curse the barren fig tree. And you guys remember this story about Jesus coming by and seeing a fig tree that didn't have any fruit on it, and he kind of noticed it, and then next time he circled by, back, maybe a few weeks or months later, uh, it still didn't have any figs, and so he cursed it. He's like, you you are using up the earth's resources, but you're not producing any fruit. And so I think we need to realize that we have a limited number of time and talents and treasures. And how we use that needs to produce a fruit that ties in with what's ultimately important in our lives. And so I'm going to encourage you that when we find things that are enjoyable and, and great, um, they may not be what ultimately is good for you. Is it producing a, a fruit that's in keeping with your calling? You know, I know um, several guys that uh, have uh, different um, things that they enjoy doing on the weekends and stuff. But it takes them away from their uh, wife or their husband, uh, if it's a female. And sometimes these hobbies can be good, but they can also be distracting if it takes away from family. So can we exchange something that's good for something that's great? And so look at what you're doing in your life and is it helping you to accomplish um, what you ultimately want to do? If it's just using up your time and your talents and, and your money, Okay, maybe that's a, a fig tree that needs cursing and move on to activities that are helping you to accomplish what ultimately is important. Okay, strategy number three, if it's important, you all have heard this, but if it's important, put it on the calendar. Make sure that it's something that you carve out time for instead of just saying, well, I hope to do that. And so... Um, I know when I was working on my dissertation, I had to schedule time uh, in the day for me to spend time reading and so, uh, and then spend time writing. And so I had to make sure that what I had to get done uh, for my regular job got done at a certain point, but then also keep a commitment to working on my dissertation or it would never get done. Okay, so put it on the calendar to make sure that things are of utmost importance get accomplished. 
And then strategy number four is put the time in to make it happen. So th this is something that um, is, is pretty interesting. Sometimes we have these goals and we have things that we want to accomplish. And maybe we even set, set aside time on them. But sometimes we give up early. Um, we have aspirations of reading through Scripture all the way through. And then we're not willing to put in the time. Maybe we get off a couple of days or we hit Leviticus and we're like, okay, I'm done. You know, I just don't have the time to keep up with this. And so, but if it's important, we need to carve out that time and start doing it. Um, I love this quote. It says, if you want to be the best, you've got to put in the hours. Earl Nightingale goes on to say, if you'll spend one extra hour each day in the study of your chosen field, you'll be a national expert in five years or less. I thought that was cool. That whatever time you're putting in, uh, Malcolm Gladwell talks about this as, as well, that if we're putting in the time uh, and we invest those hours, suddenly our skill level and knowledge base goes up a tremendous amount. I had a, uh, a there were five guys um, that I roomed with in college, and one was uh, a guy named Blaine McCormick. He's actually uh, works as a professor over at Baylor, and he's done a tremendous amount of stuff in leadership and uh, teaches in the business school and is one of um, you know one of the administrators there as well. And what's interesting is when Blaine was in college, he read a lot about Benjamin Franklin and he was just kind of interested. And so different biographies he could come across and just during his spare time, he kind of started reading about Ben Franklin. And then he started kind of writing some stuff in his papers about Benjamin Franklin. And then he read more stuff and did a little bit more research. And he kept going on that. And what I was amazed at is about 10 years ago, um, there was some occasion where they were talking about Benjamin Franklin and on Fox News, and they brought in, brought in my old roommate who had kind of turned into an expert on Benjamin Franklin. And I got to looking at his bio today, and he's on the board of directors for Friends of Franklin. Well, how did that happen? Uh, a guy from La Mesa, Texas, suddenly becomes a nationally recognized expert on Benjamin Franklin and even on the Friends of Franklin board. Well, that came from him putting in a little bit of extra time, a little bit of extra effort to, if this is important, to say, this is a habit I'm going to invest in and allow God to bless that. So, uh, your homework for this week is to do this. Start looking at what are the habits you already have in place? What are the routines that you already have in place? And then what do you want to do but are not currently doing? And try to see if you can marry some of those things. And let's try to eat those big frogs first and get that done with. Uh, for our day and just give me your feedback next week as to how you feel like if you start stacking some things 
or you've started trying to accomplish these big things early in the morning or just as you're starting your work day, tell me if you feel like it's making a difference uh, in bringing about some life change. So I don't want us just to talk about uh, stuff in theory. I want us to try to start practicing these things. And so this is an important one. And so let me go over these things one more time. And so habit number three is eat the frog. And strategy number one is habit stacking, combining these things you already do with things you'd like to do. Strategy number two, curse the barren fig tree. Get rid of time wasters. Uh, a lot of times uh, I'm amazed at how much time gets wasted on either looking up stuff on the internet uh, or in playing games, Candy Crush, whatever your favorite time waster is. Say, could that time that I use just to disengage, can I engage in something more productive? So get rid of the things that aren't producing fruit in your life. Number three, put it on the calendar to make sure if it's a priority, that it truly is a priority or things that aren't um, these non-emergencies that become emergencies, well, they'll, they'll grab your time if you don't have it scheduled ahead of time. And then strategy number four, put in the time, put in a little bit extra to learning new skills, learning new habits, and make sure that you're accomplishing the things that are of utmost importance. So uh, that's your homework for this week. And if you in particular have a, a habit that you're stacking or you're going to start this week, the next week we'll uh, get on and I'm going to get you to share what things you've learned to do to combine. Uh, maybe what your spoonful of sugar is that gets your medicine to go down. Well, thank you for joining tonight, and let me close this out in a prayer. Once again, sorry I couldn't figure out how to do the uh, comments tonight, but I appreciate you coming on anyway. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for this online community, and thank you for the ability we have to connect and, and to talk about things that hopefully will get us started uh, in the right direction. And as we start this new year, I pray that you can accomplish a lot. But Lord, help us not to think about a year or a month or a week, but help us to start thinking about what can I accomplish today? How can I use my time and my talents and my treasures to become more Christ-like, to become more active in the kingdom, and to make a difference in others' lives? Lord, help us to use this week to start looking at maybe some ways that we can stack some things that we already are doing with something we want to be doing. Help us to have the courage to get rid of some stuff that isn't producing fruit in our lives. Uh, even if it's not bad, it's just neutral, but it's not helping us. Help us to get rid of that. And Lord, help us to uh, prioritize what truly is important and then spend the time to do that. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you guys again for coming. And you guys have a blessed week. And we'll see you, Lord willing, on Sunday.